Hey there, I'm Mike. Some of you know me from the Twisted Cape. Some of you know me because I've always had a PhD, a pretty huge dick. But regardless of how you know me, you know I love comics, and that's what we talk about on this podcast. Welcome, Welcome to Mike's Dick Stacks. Oh, hell yeah, everyone. Welcome to the show. Recording this week at the Console Gaming Crew headquarters. Before we get started, a couple things. Uh, I completely skipped the book of the week last time. Uh, I'll make sure I do it this time. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll get this thing together. Uh, we are going to talk about comics that released Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. Um, uh, a little bit late this time around. Uh, we've been dealing with some things. Uh, but as always, we start by rating the thickness of my stack. So this week is a 9 out of 10. Right here, this is the little ASMR drawn for you. This is a juicy-ass stack here. Rarely will this thing be any bigger, uh, but I look forward to it when it is. So this time, I'm going to start with the Marvel books. Uh, I really looked forward to Captain Marvel number 16, which we're going to lead off with here. The story's basically been uh, Carol going around taking out the Avengers uh, for... Uh, Vox Supreme, um, and she's been basically using clones of the Avengers while mounting a counteroffensive. It's been awesome. Uh, this story's actually been one of my favorites in a long time. It shows how powerful and how smart she is as a character. Uh, she gets mutated into this hulking beast like with the power of all the Avengers, and is actually at one point in this book able to, to wield Mjolnir, and man, is that a badass section. Um, you get a lot of pieces of, of Carol's history. You see singularity um, in, in this book. Um, you get a lot of Tony and Thor and Cap. Um, and you even get to catch like hints of uh, Carol's binary form from way back in the day. I'm old as shit, so I'm sorry for that. Uh, I'm also a huge nerd, so whatever. And it wraps up feeling like you know an end of a storyline. Like She gets a, a brief period of rest gets to go home and be with chewy the flirt and if you're if you're familiar with the movies it's it's a goose in the movies but here it's chewy uh so that book i'll, I'll give that a solid four man i really enjoyed it um moving on to fantastic four number 20 um this is a story where we get johnny and the rest of the team coming home with uh, their new member sky who is johnny's uh soulmate for lack of a better term actually it's the term they exactly use in the book so that's perfect. Um, and this is kind of an adventure uh, just for Johnny. He goes off to join White Wingfoot, um, who's battling for a bunch of moloids who are under attack from Mole Man, and they whoop that ass. Um, it, it's it's a good story because it's just a single, um, single contained issue. Story just wraps up here, but it advances the overall um, plot lines between between uh, Johnny and Sky and the rest of the Fantastic Four, um, it's it's cool. And uh, you know, there's there's a really sweet couple of pages here at the end where um, Ben forgives Reed for the cosmic accident that changed them into the Fantastic Four and changed him into the Thing. And you know, because of the adventures they've recently had, they realize that you know Reed wasn't responsible. But uh, the very last panel is that. Uh, Reed saying to himself, you know, you're wrong. You may forget me, forgive me, but I'll never forgive myself. I'm going to work so hard for you and the rest of this family, no matter what it takes. And um, that's cool. I, I love that book. 
Three and a half. Three and a half. Enjoyed it a lot. Uh, moving on to Guardians of the Galaxy number three. Um, this one was kind of a tearjerker. This story was... It starts off <laughs> almost from Groot's point of view. Um, because Groot can speak clearly while everybody else does the I am Groot thing. So it's I am Trax, I am Gamora, I am Rocket. And it, it's it's basically breaking the news that Peter Quill has died to Gamora from Rocket. And he, it's all in the I am speak. Um, so it's it's tough. And then just the rest of the story is just it just kills, you know, they're all just dealing with a sense of loss in their own, in their own way. You know, there's, there's a period of reconciliation between Drax and Moondragon, uh, which is really sweet. And then there's just Gamora, just, just gutted and dealing with the fact that the guy that she loves is not coming home to their, to their home. What a story. What a story. This is really good. I'd give that a solid four as well. Um, just because of the emotional ties. Uh, moving on to Iron Age 2020, man, I'm not really digging this whole event. Um, the The book has two stories in it, three stories. I'm sorry, and they're just, yeah, yeah, they're not they're not fun. They're kind of slogs. Like I don't really enjoy the way they were written, or or the entire storyline that they're trying to convey. Even if I were to describe the stories, which I'm really not going to do, because it was just not fun for me to read um, for the most part. I think the second story of the three contained the most humor um, and and silliness. But outside of that, I just I almost wish that I didn't buy this book. (laughs) So I'd go like a like a one and a half. And that's probably the lowest I've I've given so far in this pod. Then I move on to Machine Man 2020. Better book than that because it's talking a lot about Aaron Stack's um, history and who he's become over the years um, at first in the first story. And the second story uh, really just centers on um, the the robot revolution. The first story is stronger than the second. Um, I'd go two and a half, three, probably two and a half uh, on that book as well. Um, I'm just not digging the, the tie-ins there. Moving on to Marvel's X number three, I am loving this. Um, the art's really cool. Uh, it's written by Alex Ross, um, and he he paints the covers um, as as you've likely seen some of his work before. Um, it's really pretty. Um, I really really enjoy it. Um, so this story focuses on a kid named David, and uh, the fact that he's he's the last remaining human person that that doesn't have powers. Um, so daredevil and Spider-Man take him to go see the fantastic four. That does not go well. Uh, so then they go to see Dr. Strange. Um, and then Dr. Strange goes to move things on. Uh, and then a mutated Craven takes out Spider-Man drugs him, makes him, makes, takes him in the silly season here. Uh, and then, uh, Craven takes David back to his lair where he reveals that he has killed and mounted Captain America on his wall. David really looked up to Captain America. Uh, and then Spider-Man is, is upset, uh, clearly, because he, he, got, he got taken. His spider sense is on overload, basically, because there's danger everywhere. Uh, and then he knows that it's Craven, and then is going after Craven. So uh, I'll give that a three and a half. I really enjoyed the book. The art's really good. Um, we'll see where the story goes. 
that could uh, affect the overall score of the story when it's all over. Then I picked up Outlaw number one, um, which is almost, it's weird because it's kind of like in a retelling of the story that kicked off Civil War, um, where basically young heroes get themselves into trouble, somebody gets hurt and or killed, and then the government decides, oh, we need to crack down on these young heroes and heroes in general. But here it's just young heroes. Um, so, it, I mean, honestly, there's there's an attack. Um, the champions are heavily involved in this. So you have Miles Morales, uh, you have Riri Williams, you have uh, Moon Girl, um, you have Ms. Marvel, uh, you have Nova, you have Viv Vision. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's this whole sequence with Viv Vision that leads to a massive explosion. Um, and um, Kamala goes to protect the girl that the team was supposed to be protecting in the first place. She ends up getting hurt, um, and there's a prompt overreaction by the government. And what they do is they make a law, and they call it Kamala's Law, because Kamala got hurt. She wasn't as Miss Marvel. She was Kamala. Um, and... She, the last page ends with her in the hospital. Um, it's weird because it's kind of a retelling of a story. It's not really a fresh idea, but we'll see where it goes. I'm going to give it a two and a half. Last book I got this week was Spider-Woman number one from Marvel. Uh, this this cover is super cool. Uh, it's kind of like Wolverine number one a few weeks back. Um, there's a couple stories in here. Um, the first story is basically the main story behind uh, where Jessica Drew is now. Uh, she's basically doing some PI work. Um, and it's cool because there's a girl that tried that is attempted to get uh, captured. And she uh, she kicks some ass. She kicks some pretty serious ass. Um, it's just, <laughs> The party that's being thrown is like a superhero-themed party. And uh, she throws this kid dressed as dead, Deadpool over, overboard because he's making some real sexist comments. And she's just like, nope, not dealing with that today. Uh, then she actually yanks a helicopter out of, a, out of the sky and pulls it into uh, a bay, which is fucking cool. And then she gets real sick. She like pukes like a lot, like a lot, a lot. Uh, and the, that part of the issue ends there. And then the second story um, really goes into you know her her life as having a child uh, with I think her boyfriend. I don't think they're married. Um, and her needing a new costume and making some changes. Uh, and there's a cool thing at the very end where it's being set up by somebody. Um, and we don't know who it is yet. So I'm curious to see where that goes. Um, good book throughout, give it a solid three. Um, it's a good, good start. Intriguing start. Um, so, so far so good. All right. Uh, we'll move from Marvel into DC, uh, so we're going to start with Batman number 91. Um, interesting story because it's it's uh, continuing that whole story with the designer. And uh, it really shows Joker's chaotic nature. And a, a lot of the issue centers on a Deathstroke Batman battle. And uh, they are just going at it. And that's fun. Anytime I get a Deathstroke Batman battle, it's, uh, it's a good time. You get a lot of Catwoman and Harley in this too. Um, you know, we, we, we see Harley, you know, be Harley, uh, and Catwoman just kind of deals with it. <laughs> they're, they're clearly old friends. 
So then it cuts back to a lot of Batman, a lot of Deathstroke, a lot of cool splash pages in here. Um, I, I don't, I don't know about the story. <laughs> the story's okay. I mean, we're we're doing this whole designer thing, but it doesn't feel like this uh, issue did anything story wise to advance uh, where this whole thing is going. Um, clearly, the Riddler's involved in the background here, uh, but there's still a lot of mystery around this designer character, specifically what the hell Joker's doing with him. Um, Joker's going to come up later here in the show. Uh, but uh, for that book, I'll give that a solid three, uh, only because of like a lot of the really cool action sequences. Um, still kind of curious and upset about the story because I don't know where it's going. This issue kind of felt like filler from a story perspective, but the art and the action really, really saved it. Uh, this will likely wind up being my DC book of the week, uh, Deceased Unkillables 2. Um, so the first Deceased series focused on the heroes and their escape from Earth. This is focusing on anti-heroes and villains, uh, largely Jason Todd, Cassandra Kane, and uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon um, for, for on the heroic side of things. Uh, on the other side, however... You get a lot of stuff with Mirror Master and Vandal Savage and Solomon Grundy, et cetera, et cetera. So they're going through, and Deathstroke figures in this pretty well too. So you cut back and forth a lot. You know, you see the the heroic faction, you know, protecting an orphanage, the uh, the unkillables uh, that they're that they're being called uh, Vandal Savage's people uh, out on an island. Um, and they go back, well, there's a lot of back and forth. Um, Shiva goes to see Cassandra Kane, because it's her mom. Um, Cassandra Kane's her daughter, rather. Uh, I don't know how words work. Um, so they, she tries to get Cassandra to join her, and she doesn't. Uh, and that gets revealed back at the island of villains. Um, so they try and figure out why Deathstroke is unaffected by the anti-life equation, and they can't quite figure it out. They haven't had time. And then they realize that Wonder Woman is there. And then there leads me probably to one of my favorite panels of all time. Vandal Savage saying, oh shit, Wonder Woman's a zombie. And the next page is him getting ripped in half by zombie Wonder Woman. <laughs> and holy shit. Uh, then it moves on to uh, you know a, a battle that, that goes out. Uh, you know, all these villains are trying to take down zombie Wonder Woman, and it's not working. Uh, she ta- she turns Captain Cold, who then uh, gets Mirror Master killed. Uh, and, and a small, small group really escapes. Uh, Lady Shiva, Bane, um, and... Oh, God damn, what the hell is his name? Creeper, that's his name. Uh, he, he gets captured as well. Uh, they, were, they were looking at why he is unaffected by the anti-life equation. Uh, and Rose, uh, uh, Slade's daughter, as well as De- Slade escape as well. So they fall in with Gordon and Cassandra Keaton and start to build a life very Walking Dead-esque. And then shit goes horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, they start to start to seemingly get comfortable, start to trust each other, start to like each other. And then Mirror Master, Zombie Mirror Master, comes back through and they start murdering motherfuckers and it turns real quick, real hard. Uh, and then Bane gets turned and Bane, uh, the issue ends with Bane breaking a wall and uh, letting this whole giant group of zombie fied people in. 
Uh, I love this book. Um, four, four. I won't go four and a half. That's, that's pretty high. That's good. Uh, final issue of You're the Villain, Hell Arisen uh, was next. Good book. Uh, we get to see a little bit of what happens with Lex Luthor and his final battle with the Batman who lasts. Lex wins, it looks like. Uh, but then he goes in front of Perpetua, who strips Lex of his power, takes the Batman who laughs in as her new herald, I guess is the best way to say it. Lex realizes that they're all fucked. <laughs> uh, so that's how that ends, and uh, that, that will be continued in Death Metal. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be badass. Uh, moving on to Justice League number 43. I'm sorry, that book, uh, I'll give that a three. Uh, moving on to Justice League number 43. Um, there's a whole lot of fighting here. Um, it finishes up the story with the Eradicator and his um, crew of Daxamites. Um, so, um, you know, there's there's a lot of battle between uh, the Justice League and the Daxamites who are now unpowered because they have no yellow sun to draw off of. Wonder Woman goes off. She whoops some serious ass in this thing. Um, and it's great. She goes after the Eradicator. And she's about to take him out where Superman... And Superman realizes, hey, you can have you can have my blood. Your mission is to preserve Krypton. I am Krypton. I'm the last one. Uh, he does what he has to do. And then Diana runs him through from the back with her sword and <laughs> rips his head off. Uh, there's a couple of badass Wonder Woman moments this week, y'all, because uh, she's the best. And then uh, at the very end here, uh, there, there's a final scene with uh, Batman and Cersei. Or, I'm sorry, Xanadu. Cersei's from another book. Um, and uh, it shows that something is coming. Something huge is coming for the Justice League. Um, and the last word of the issue is reckoning. So we'll see how that goes. Move on to uh, Nightwing number seven. I'm sorry. I'm almost skipping ratings on these. Uh, that was a solid three. Solid three. Not great, not terrible. Uh, Nightwing number 70. My, my comic book store actually set this aside for me. While most of this focuses on Richard Grayson or Rick or Dick or whatever you want to call him, uh, because his mind's basically been rewritten here. He's struggling with that and struggling badly. Um, additionally, the team of Nightwings that's been filling the void that he left, um, they've suffered a pretty huge casualty. One of the guys is in the hospital. His sister, who's on the team with him, says, hey, we can't do this anymore. Uh, and the one guy, uh, Sap, who's who's most passionate, he found Nightwing's stash, um, decides to keep being Nightwing where he gets uh, cornered by the Joker and uh, doesn't go well for him. Gets his face burned, so on and so forth, because <laughs> Joker's a son of a bitch. Uh, then, you know, uh, Dick does his thing, stops mugging, and starts having headaches, and he goes to find B. Meanwhile, Joker is just, you know, being Joker, gives this kid a uh, cigar that explodes in his mouth, presumably, presumably killing the kid. And then Dick really just goes to get some help, and Joker finds his house uh, and finds the crystal that was used to help rewrite his mind. So this is kind of a filler issue. I almost wouldn't have put this aside. Um, the cover's cool, but um, two and a half. I mean, I love this book in general, but it was just kind of slow. Uh, 
really another strong entry this week from DC was the Robin uh, 100-page uh, 80th anniversary issue. It's focused a lot on Dick Grayson, um, and it's awesome. You get a little, you get a little bit of Jason Todd and Tim Drake, Damian Wayne, and Stephanie Brown. You get a touch on every, every Robin. Like the first half of this book is all about Dick Grayson, in uh, his various faces as Robin, which is pretty good. I mean, I, I really did enjoy it. The Jason Todd story was unexpectedly sweet. Um, you know, he he goes and fixes a, a watch and he gives it to Bruce on his birthday. Long story short. Uh, it's just a just a delightful story. The Tim Drake story was okay. The first one rather. The second one was much better in my opinion. Just trying to find his place. Stephanie Brown's story was interesting because it's from the perspective of a female versus the like eight hundred male robins that Bruce has found on the streets. Uh and then the last one about um the last two about Damien. One of is about Damien and Jonathan Kent, who are best friends, and uh I love that story. And then uh there's a story about um, the the relationship between Damien and Bruce equally as Batman and Robin and Damien and Bruce and it shows how they've kind of grown apart um, and it kind of sucks but you know you know it'll hopefully get better that relationship I really like that book I'd go three and a half on that a lot of cool art a lot of cool storytelling last book here on uh, Teen Titans number 40 uh, the team is going after Jin who has been trapped um, they basically are walking into hell. They've stopped their hearts and essentially died. Com- faces them to confront their fears. Robin knows the lay of the land because he's been killed before. Uh, and goes, you know, they start working through. They realize they're starting to run out of time. Um, and then they do run out of time. And it seemingly ends with them all dying on the table. Um, but they find Jin, so win i guess either way uh three 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 and a half probably a three and a half i really like that book a lot uh so that's it no interview this week just so you know we are on basically quarantine at the twisted cape so this podcast will be a little bit different still try and be out here weekly as much as possible but the comic book store is closed so uh (laughs) we're we're probably gonna have to do some different things i might talk about some old stories or what have you moving forward. But, you know, once things get back to normal, uh, we'll, we will be here for you uh, as much as we can, and uh, you'll enjoy it. In the meantime, hit twistycape.com and all of our social media at Twistcape, no spaces on every platform Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. We're going to have some videos popping up there soon. We'll, we love feedback on the show, so send that to twistycape at gmail.com. Use the subject line MTS. Thanks for staying. Uh, thanks for, for checking this out. Stay twisted and stay safe out there, everybody. Mike's thick stack.